Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode, episode five, I believe, of Tell Me What You Know. Uh, I'm Michael One, along with Michael Two. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Um, so, today is Tuesday? Tuesday. You've Tuesday, been thinking May it's 21st. Wednesday all day. I thought it was Wednesday until like 4 p.m. today, and it, it fucked me up, to be honest. It's only Tuesday. Because I'm going home on Thursday to North Carolina for the for more of the weekend, and so I, I thought that I was going home tomorrow for all day today. Uh, That's a pretty bummer. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess whatever. We get to to record another podcast. And, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Memorial Day weekend coming up this weekend. Got any big plans? Uh, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. You've been got, gone a lot. I got a lot of trips. Yeah, I'm kind of excited just to be in town. I like it. I like being in town when everybody leaves. Mm-hmm. Get to go places. You'll be like, oh, it's so hard to get over there. Traffic's so bad. I don't want to go. But on um, this weekend, I can go. Yeah, you're not. Gonna, you're not gonna leave the apartment. No, I'm probably not gonna leave. Yeah, I don't no. think so. Yeah, it's it's nice to think about. Oh, I can go to the Smithsonian or something now. Oh, it'll be <laughs> empty. Yeah, I'll do that. No, no not going to happen. Stay right home. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go visit my my parents and uh, see some friends back home for the weekend. What's the uh, uh, bike ride and the thing you're going? Yeah. To? So it's uh, it's called Gears and Guitars. It's a uh, it's a cycling series of cycling races along with uh, a music series, I guess as well. Hmm. So it'll be like three days of concerts and three or four days of cycling bullshit. They'll do. Uh, road races and criterium races and all that kind of stuff. I think there's probably Grand Fondo and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So it's a good uh, name. There's a lot of uh, surprises and somebody other yeah. somebody else using gears and guitars. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good alliteration. Good. They got a pretty cool logo. It's like a, or they used to. It was like a a bike a bike gear with uh-huh. like, like on a guitar with strings. Yeah, right. Makes exactly. sense. Yeah. yeah, cool. Genius. Yeah, genius. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough about what I'm getting into this weekend <laughs> in my giant metropolitan city. Uh, you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right, Michael. Uh, tell me what you know about LARP. L-A-R-P. Yeah, LARP, LARPing. I, I don't know any... I don't know... Give me. It's an acronym. It stands for okay. Live Action Role Play. Oh. You remember the movie uh, Role Models? Tell me, Bluffkin, art thou preparing for the Battle Royale? It's a mere month away. Why, oh, my lord? Uh, Hussar! Hussar! Godspeed, Bluffkin! And all hail Xanthia! Hail Xanthia! Rubber dub dub! Yes, that's LARPing. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they call it Lair, yeah. which is like live action, live action interactive role-playing explorers or something. Okay. But the term is LARP in the, in actual, the actual world. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> uh, I, I could see it being pretty entertaining if you buy in, but you got to fully own it. You got to fully buy in. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think any, any LARP, Guild yeah, or organization it. worth their <laughs> worth their salt is not going to have any half-assed LARPers out there. I mean, you better be all the way in on this kind of stuff. I yeah. feel like if you show up half-assed, you're kind of like, what are you making fun of us? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which we are not doing. No, right now. not no, no. This <laughs> is not doing that. This is an appreciation. So yeah, it's a live-action role-play, right? It's a collective fantasy game, uh, kind of like you know Dungeon and Dragons, but where that's more of like a table game with dice. This is live-action, right? Yeah. Um, like, so where did it all start? Uh, it, it's interesting because it kind of all the genesis of it, it started independently in, in North America in Europe and in Australia. So like, so it all kind of came about at the same time, but, yeah. but separate. So like the first recorded, I don't know if they're called guilds or chapters or what, I think maybe chapters, uh, was called dagger here, D A G O R H I R. That was uh, in 1977. So that's the earliest recorded. LARP 77. Group. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I think, I, I don't know for sure, but I think Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of stuff is a pretty old game. And it comes about, you know, just from like wanting to be part of, 
I guess. Do so you think people playing like a Dungeons and Dragons game, kind of the logical next step is to why don't we just start making this a reality for sure. us? Or, and just or people have it. maybe they have interest in like improv or theater and that kind of stuff, and they want and they also like this kind yeah, of yeah. fantasy world type stuff. Mm-hmm. They bring it in and they'll they'll make their own game. What's what's really crazy is there. I was actually looking up groups around here because I think we should go do it one day if okay. they let us do it. <laughs> I'm down. I would, would, there's, and there are, there are some, but there's like, so the, one of the bigger ones I found is called Underworld, I think. And they have like, there's 10 guilds. So I guess that's like maybe like chapters where they're set up different areas. I don't know. I need to look that up more, but over 2000 players, over 3000 characters, 24 races, 19 classes, 226 skills. So like, if you think of like a, like a game, like Skyrim or something mm-hmm. uh, like we're like on the computer, you select your race and then you select your class and then you select like you have this like skill tree that's like all brought into this actual like live action role playing experience apparently. So even if you're um, of a different race, you can be a new race in this new game in this fantasy world. Right. Well, the race race isn't like black or white. It's like uh, wizard or like uh, okay. warlock or like uh, that's ma- how they maybe like maybe like uh, I think mage would be a class, but like uh, like a witch mm. or a. Uh, uh, an orc or something like got that, it. you know, got it. Like okay. a, a dwarf. Right, think, right. think of like Lord of the Rings. They got like the dwarves and they have the elves and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Those, mm-hmm. those are the races they're talking about. Okay. Not like, uh, just not, not like, just superficial skin color. Just correct. like a, almost a different species. Yes. But using race. Okay. Correct. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and the way, so it, for me, it looks like organized chaos from the outside. Right. Cause the people are just running around, uh, they're called boffers or like the weapons they use, which are made okay. out of like, I guess like foam, foam and like not some kind of nile. I don't know. I'd yeah. hope so. Yeah. yeah. Bo- they're, they're not real, obviously. Uh, but it looks like they're just running around kind of attacking each other, but it's super detailed. They're, there's uh, the people called shapers. Shapers are like the ones that are like the plot team that kind of organizes and guides the LARP in real time. They're like the, the, the writers, but in real time. So, yeah. So they're not, they're not in game, but they're, they're around to kind of like give uh, details on what's going on in different scenes. They'll be like, uh, Stop! Like before you, a wall of fire opens and a and a giant orc appears, like that kind of thing. And then, <laughs> then, then it will say, "Like okay, go." <laughs> and this may be this may differ from you know different uh, LARPs that are out. There. Right. This is one I was I was watching a video on YouTube. This one's from the Underworld LARP, which seemed I mean they have like a really nice website, like stuff. It seemed to be pretty pretty well put together. Uh, it's super interesting to me. I mean, so the, the themes can kind of cover a, a wide spectrum. There's, you know, magic or vampires or medieval or post-apocalyptic or whatever fantasy type thing there is. Huh. Um, so always to me with these things, they always sound crazier than, than I think they really are. Uh, because we just have no connection. To we just it. have no connection to it. We never really did it. But movies are basically this. I mean, like you go film a movie and you've got people acting like they're in this 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 world. They've they've taken on these these character traits sure. and they're playing out the story. There's a director standing there telling them what to do. I mean, when you really break down just making a movie, making a play, it's mm. so lame. It's so lame. <laughs> but when you watch it, you don't connect with it in that way, which yeah. makes it which you piece the story together and it becomes reality for whoever you're watching. But I hear this and because there isn't a camera, there isn't like, like because you're consuming it while you're writing it and while it's all going on, it just seems like so yeah, hard it, to disassociate your own reality from this other thing. Well, cause it's not for an audience. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I, cause if you were a character and you like, I would just break down and be mad at Sally, the writer for calling out this stupid 
plot line that didn't yeah. need to happen in my scene. You see what I'm saying? Like you, I, I guess you need good shapers for you, sure. You, you need good shapers. I don't know, but but yeah, I mean, and and even more so than that, like in depth, there's you know, there's always rule books for each one about uh, like your your character starts off level one and like what skills does that person know right then and how do you rank up and when you're in combat like if you get hit like what are your how much armor do you have on and if your armor is gone then what like you take right, some right. body points and that kind of thing and if you're if you're knocked unconscious who can come and heal you who can't it's the, all the monster rules and uh, yeah yeah and, and so, so does so, everything so, pair around a battle like are most of it are most of the things well, some so, form of fighting so like uh, I saw there was some. A blog that I found, so there were like three styles. One was demonstrative, which he calls a demonstrative style, I guess, which is like your basic boffer LARP where you see people hitting each other with swords and acting out those whatever fantasy, whatever scene has been set. Uh, there's a salon type as well, which is like no weapons. It focuses more on like the interaction between players. They, they gave an example of the College of Wizardry. I went to their website and it was down. So College of Wizardry might be out of business at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, but it seemed more like, okay uh, – are they it, trying to do a Harry Potter thing? Seemed like it. it's like uh-huh. okay, but we're like we're doing uh you know we're interacting with each other. We're not fighting necessarily. We're just like kind of doing this. Right. I don't. know, Maybe they can cast spells. I have no idea. The right. wizards, right? And then the other one was live steel. So like think like Renaissance Fair where you see like you know people jousting and fighting with actual steel weapons, uh, medieval times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like that would be that's basically what this is, but just wrapped up in a product you can kind of go watch. Right. And yeah. it's a lot more amateur. It seems like, but yeah. some of these seem pretty pretty legit. Uh, the the genres for these like you're you're asking like they seem pretty limitless because there's you know, whatever genre, and then there's subgenres under that. I mean, it could be fantasy. It could be a fantasy horror. It could be right, like right. a supernatural, post-apocalyptic, historical, whatever. You know, right? Uh, so that's kind of like, I guess it, you're, you're you're not limited by anything. Nah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're limited whatever by whatever your interest and in, whatever in your imagination. You exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then there's there's also like another way to kind of like. Um, to differentiate between or to compare LARPs, I guess there's like obviously the age restrictions. Some of them are 18 up. A lot of them are for, there are several that are like kind of aimed towards like the younger crowd, like teens and preteens and that kind of thing. And those are probably usually done more through like church groups or like schools. And stuff yeah. Like yeah. Uh, but like the 18 up, I guess is like where they get in, into like the, I don't know. It just seems, seems more like, well, what we've seen in the movies and then whatnot. So yeah, <laughs> more killing, I would imagine a little bit more reality based or yeah. trying to be more reality based. Yeah. Well, this, it brings up something you, you had showed me um, a couple months ago of the Grand Theft Auto guys. Yeah. It's very similar to that, except just happening in real life. Right. The Grand, and a little backstory, he showed, Michael showed me this clip of these guys that play through Grand Theft Auto. So, the, yeah. You, 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 explain no, you, you explain it better because... Yeah, so there, uh, there's like a, a community for role-playing in Grand Theft Auto. They have these like custom uh, servers where people go on and they build these characters with like backstories and everything like that. And they all interact with each other in this world. And it's like, it's just like a role play type thing. And it's, there, people and role play being the prosecutor or the judge. Yeah. People like, role play you, being you, the news guy. It's so weird thinking you're going to role play being a not an unimportant part of the story Like you want. It's just, if you're going to go play a fantasy game, you would place yourself at the center of the fantasy because your own life is so boring. Why would you go do something it's not as interesting. It's yeah, just but so people weird. do, and 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 it's not like I guess it's not as bland as it seems for them. I, I don't like. It seems like there's for sure like always stuff going on, and like I guess it, it always reminds me of like uh, the Office when Dwight creates a second life and his second life character creates a second life. <laughs> right. It's just like just right to the rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper. It just keeps getting deeper. It's the Elon <laughs> Musk we're all in a simulation right. thing. Exactly. Uh, but no, it's so interesting that people that it exists. 
I mean, uh, role play is, is huge. Like it's it's. I think there's a whole world out there that a lot of people don't know about. Everybody is role playing all the time. Like everybody has some okay. face that you're putting on. If you want to go really far with it, this is just more in sure. your face constructed. We're gonna role play. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're acknowledging it. They're conscious. Yeah, they're, they're consciously acknowledging. Yes, it. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. Uh, I do think we should try and do this at some point. What are the ones around us that we could go do? I need to find it. There was one that was like down in Arlington. I had the link last week before we were going to record and we uh-huh. ended up not, I, I got to find the link. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they have some big, I was on their Facebook page <laughs> and uh, they're, it, they're like, I don't know that they let us in cause they're very I, serious. I, I would be, I would be shocked if there wasn't some application process or right. at least like a meet and greet to know yeah. that these guys are going to at least take it seriously enough. Uh, which I will. I, I for sure will. Yeah. If I, just, I, if, if I don't want to go shit on somebody else's thing. Like, no, I'm going to no, go not, buy in. Not, yeah. That's not at all what I, yeah, that's not even close. But I, I, I could see a bunch of people. They're just ripe for that troll. For sure. You know? Yeah. For sure. Um, anyway, we'll look into that. Yeah. Follow up video episode. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's very interesting. Thanks. Thank you for enlightening <laughs> my world a little bit more about the role playing universe. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to role play as somebody who's interested in what you're going to talk about next. <laughs> your your topics have been always better than mine. Uh, Michael, tell me what you know about Tencent. Ooh, uh, probably a little bit. I know a little bit about them. They're a Chinese gaming company. It's a Chinese gaming it's, company, but it's it's really a Chinese conglomerate. Yeah, they do like social media, I think, as well. They have like all that. They have everything. I feel like. So, admittedly, I started on this. Uh, I started the topic with Alibaba. Okay. And these these companies are just too big to talk about. Like they're so big. They and also they. But what I really am interested in this is just actually the comparison of these Chinese companies, mm-hmm. basically just replicating what a lot of American companies have already done, putting up the you know having the uh, the big brother guard of. The Chinese government, right? Basically, just being like, if you want to play ball here, you're gonna to have to go through us. Yeah, I mean, and we've got these. And these it, are our companies that we make look like yours, but they're not. And I, it's Jin Yang from Silicon Valley. It's Jin Yang from, <laughs> from Silicon Valley. I mean, just a little bit about about the company that I was doing. So Tencent's mission is to improve the quality of life through internet value added services, guided by its user oriented business philosophy. Hmm. Tencent achieves its mission via the via the delivery of integrated internet solutions to over one billion netizens. Did they did they invent that word? They didn't. I actually I did look that up. Netizens. How do you Netiz- spell that? Like, netizens is supposed to be like a citizen of the net. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I get it. I, what, how do you spell it? Like, <laughs> N-E-T-I-Z-E-N? Uh huh. Just like citizen, but yeah, with, with okay. net. That wasn't their term. That was actually a term uh, some Americans made up mm-hmm. way back in like the nineties. Interesting. But um, I mean, that's a lot of people. But it, it's interesting, just I think how China views its population. I mean, I think that they they want everybody to be online. It's easier to track. It's easier to deliver you services. They want everybody to be on their online. They want every yeah. They want to be every, everyone's in their yeah. their little walled garden. Right. But um, so they they break down their services into seven different categories: social networks, payment, uh-huh. entertainment, uh-huh. information, utilities platform and artificial intelligence if you go look so then on their website if you break down the the ones that they have like all the products and services they offer they're just american copies like almost almost a complete ripoff it it actually gets you really kind of gets you fucking pissed (laughs) because 
it, it does make you really angry at China. Not in the sense that like all of a sudden, all of a sudden I, I agree with Trump in this trade war and everything that's going on and like our hatred. But at some point we have to come to terms with the fact that they're blatantly copying our shit mm. and, and doing it with the, the protection of the government, which we don't, or the, our perception of and the, the prevailing storyline yeah. has not been negative about this. Right. Generally. I think a lot of people have been like, you know, China's really getting a lot of stuff done and they're, you know, this Jack Ma guy and Alibaba's is this great company. Let's invest and have all this stuff. But it's like bullshit. <laughs> they're, 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 they're playing an unequal game. Like, yeah. Come get on our turf and see how great your innovation is when we really force you to innovate. They don't want to play, us, just, they don't want to play us at home in the fall. They do not want to play us at home in the fall. <laughs> but they get fucked up. And that's why I, I look at it and I'm just, I, I'm really, I take a lot of pride in a lot of our American companies that do have to stand by being innovative. Yeah. Apple, it will eventually not be the best, the most valuable company in the world, second most valuable, whatever, yeah. if they're not innovative. Right. And I think it's bullshit that they can kind of just sit over here and talk about like our value system and our, our, our customer focused uh, viewpoints, but it's all completely shrouded in this complete bullshit. Yeah. Uh, even some, even some other Chinese founders. So the founder of Tencent uh, is a name I can't pronounce, but everyone calls him Pony. 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 Huh. Uh, Pony Ma. Can we stop to pause for a second? You just got really fired up there. I got so fired up. <laughs> I'm so pissed bit, about this. A little bit off, on, little bit off on, on China-U.S. relations. It's just, it's <laughs> bullshit, man. Like, they have a they have a thing called WeChat. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just crazy. All the games, they import all the games. Right. Like, they import Call of Duty. Yeah. They import uh, League of Legends. Well, they own Riot, I'm pretty sure. They, I think they bought into Riot after Riot already created this game. For sure, yeah, yeah. No, right. Riot, Riot was an independent company, right? But not the but so then now. then they went over to Spotify and Spotify is like, well, we want to be it into China, and they're like, well, we kind of want Spotify. So they just did a ten percent swap, and that's and so basically Spotify, the only way they were going to get to be in China was to do this swap, and yeah. so now they have buy in from the Chinese. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like. I don't want the United States to be like, obviously, I don't want the United States to be like this. The government does not need to be so involved in business. Yeah. But it's so aggravating mm -hmm. that they get to, they get, they get to look like they're geniuses when really that's, that's all the products that these, that their people are given access to. Right. So it's, 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 there's no selection. It's bullshit. It's all a bunch of bullshit that is, that is driven by their government mm. and ripped, ripping off all of our good products. And it's pretty aggravating. That's why I get mad about it. Yeah, I can tell. That's awesome. But you're very into the gaming aspect of things. Sure. They launched. Uh, they launched a competitor to Steam. They call it uh, Wii Game. Yeah. Just it's a gaming platform. Sure. Two hundred million users on it already. Yeah, I mean. So Steam is one hundred and twenty-five. It's just the numbers are so much bigger. Well, yeah. When you have a giant population and you force them to use something, if they want to. They want access to it. It's kind of the natural process. I feel like it. It, it would be. It's just. Uh, it's just. It's just mind. -blowing. Are they like? Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm just trying to think of like what all they own because I know it's a lot of crap. Uh, are they like? Uh, they're not like the Candy Crush people, are they? Uh, no. Okay. No. For some reason I thought they were. No, they, I don't think they own Candy Crush. But they. I mean, they. They got. Their they. Hands I'm sure thing. that they ripped it off. Yeah, it's so it's just weird like hearing Tencent and like I like, automatically think of like their gaming side, but mm -hmm. they are 
they have so their hands are in every single pot out there pretty much. Right. But so like King so King Digital Entertainment King, that's right. did Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah. And then in 2014 they just launched a Chinese version of Candy Crush. Mm. At some point you just have to be as a, as an American you just have to be like like no. No. Well, I mean what it's, what what can what, you do about there's it? nothing you can do about it. Right. But at some point these same companies do want to like have a big piece of American business. Right. They come over here and buy stuff that and then they they operate on our rules and they want preferential treatment, but then they don't give preferential treatment back to the billion users they have back home. Yeah. It's just at some point you just have to be like, no. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see like how it pans out because I feel like it's probably gonna It's only I, gonna I don't, get, I don't think you're the only one who's no. frustrated with it. It's only going to get worse. And the things I'm talking about are not as bad as, as the things that like you actually do have tariffs on. Right. right? The, the farmers <laughs> that are – yeah, it's not candy crap. We're not right. – you know, it's not that important. If I'll just be honest. If my skins and, and League of Legends go up in price because of all this, I'm pretty upset. That would be bad. Dump too much money into that free game. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, this company has Tencent Map. So they have a Google Maps competitor. Yeah, but The logo looks just like Google Maps. But obviously they do. They don't have Google there, right? So, like – yeah, but that isn't that annoying. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I like paid more attention and saw them being like, like, ooh, look what we just created, and like kind of like braggadocious about it, then I'd be like, yeah, fuck these guys. But well, so the, so then flip it around. Mm. Look at it from their perspective. Now they don't do anything that would benefit all of their people. Like they don't have a um, like a stock market. Maybe I, I actually don't know. Maybe the Chinese do have a stock market, stock exchange. Sure. I just mean the stock exchange is, is a way for you, normal everyday Joes to benefit from the from the workings of yeah. something else. We're investing uh-huh. in, and we want something to pan out. There's no way that we can benefit from from this essentially other than investing in a Spotify that then sells 10% to China and then they get in to China going that way. Right. You're going to have to sell your soul a little bit to the Chinese government if you want to play ball there. That, that's and, so the to make, and so to get the benefit, you're going to have to be okay with that. As like an investor. But I just mean if looking at it from the other way of saying, hey, something got made in um, Finland. <laughs> it was a hobby horse. It was a hobby horse. Yeah. And it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't an American benefit from providing that service to another other Americans? It's a very nationalistic type view. And it's a dangerous way to look at, at the world. But it is – It's. It, I can understand un- – understand feeling uh, attached to that logic yeah you know like if they're not going to help us well let's let americans win or if they're not if the americans aren't going to come over here and get get rich off of our chinese people like our citizens let's not do that i understand like the feelings of it it's just uh it only it leads to one place it leads to conflict sure right yeah for sure yeah uh I thought we were going to talk about like video games for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but a lot of their video I, games are are they the ripoffs of just other video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, well, I was going to say we were talking about Finland. I can't remember what it was now. Oh yeah, just uh, did you see that video of the people speaking of the hobby horses? The people that instead of hobby horses are now just running like horses, like doing horse jumping and stuff. I think I sent you the video. You sent me the video. That was actually pretty impressive. Yeah. That girl was pretty good. She almost was like more of a gorilla. With the way like her hand. Yeah. Like, she moved. She wasn't running on her knuckles though. I don't she think. didn't look right. She, I mean, she. But she moved. Yeah, yeah. She cleared that picnic table. I couldn't do that. Yeah, she did. I mean. She did. That was a pretty impressive move. 
anyway, they're, they're, they're evolving from hobby horse enthusiasts to actual <laughs> horses. <laughs> Over there. Well, Finland, I'm coming to see you soon. I got I to gotta check this out firsthand. I feel like. <laughs> well, next time we'll have a uh, Michael 2 rant alert. Yeah, perfect. We'll have that for next time. We'll put a, we'll put a little uh, sound bite in yeah, here so everybody yeah. can, can know. To, this to, isn't to really a questionnaire. Up. This is just a, a Michael 2 rant. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. Anything else? That's all I got. You need a bottle of water or something? They're doing <laughs> AI stuff. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Okay. I think my favorite thing about it is that their CEO's name's Pony. Yeah, I like Pony. Pony's good. Pony Ma. Pony Boy. Well, you know, and like the outsiders, nothing gold can stay. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. With these guys. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a fun, safe Memorial Day weekend. Try and remember what it's all about. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.